That's the nice crisp sound of a brand new leaf turned in the <laughs> DC pod war, which is so funny to say. It's but literally the DC pod war. Yeah. Um, it's been six months since our last pod. Yeah, I was reflecting on that today. That actually, that actually boggles the mind. I know, time, time flies. Yeah. It, it makes sense that we have had less time to pod uh, since we're doing things like in right. real life, you know? Right, 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 right. It's really not something to feel bad about. Um, but the good news is that there's been some, I think really great music released um, in this six month time period. So um, that's yeah, what I'm going to talk about. I, main, I mainly agree. The year got off to a slow start for me, but looking at this, I was like looking through my saved albums and I was like, Okay, there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love 2019 and 2022 is all about 2019 revival. So it's been a good yes. year. In my book. We got uh, uh, Julia Jacqueline. Yeah, actually, a lot of the my favorite 2019 artists haven't even released yet. Um, I'm still holding out hope for Wise Blood. Me too. Uh, she's got to drop a single at some point. I think she will. At some point, at least a single. She's just been so chill about it. Um, she's too chill. Like, stop doing acid. Come sing for us. Um, um, you got Lizzo coming out with a new album. That's 2019. That's true. Um, I think she was 19. That was 19. Very notable 19 album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what else, but others too. Well, there's, I mean, God, there's Big Thief. There's, um, well, that's, well, Big Thief releases an album every year, so that doesn't really count. They did not release in 2020 or 2021. Um, really? No. Adrian oh, Lake released well, in 2020. Buck Meek right. in 2021. And they released, you know, half, half an, a normal person's album in 2021 with the singles they dropped, but. Yeah, that's a good point. Did, um, was Simulation Swarm one of the singles that came out in 2021? I think that, no, I think that was 2022. But Adrian Linker did play that on Instagram live in 2021. Oh, that's like fun. a long time ago, like early 2021. Okay, well, let me reveal. So I'm in the kitchen right now. I don't know if my acoustics sound wonky, um, but uh, I'm in the kitchen right now and I'm cooking up. Here's my snack for today. I've got some. I've got a slice of sourdough bread. Basha and I have been baking sourdough and wow, uh, super pleased with how it's going. It's so much easier than I expected. It's so delicious. It's awesome. Um, and I got some uh, Dubliner cheese. I love the Dubliner. Oh, I love Dubliner. And in between those two things, I'm gonna put on some tomato jam. Wow. This this bread, I started thinking like, I wish that I had something a little bit like tomato to put on it. I never had tomato jam before, but I like got this idea in my head of like, I should I should eat tomato, I should make jam with tomatoes. And so you made it. Yeah, I made it. I I've been following I followed a New York Times recipe to do it. It's like tomato and then a bunch of sugar and spices. So like there's like cloves and cumin and cinnamon and um, sugar. So I have that in the in the pot right now. I'm going to dip a spoon in, smear some on my bread. Mm -hmm. um, so this is just like a live like uh, eat with me uh, audio. Yeah, the, your audio quality isn't too good back there. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll turn back to the camera. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um. All right. Shall I give it? A, shall I give it a try and see? And see how it I think it's so cool that you're cooking. That you're making sourdough. I mean, it's that's real like vintage, like spring twenty twenty stuff. It's like it is. It's a real throwback. Kind of coming full circle on the pod. I never did it at that point because I didn't feel like. Um, I think I felt, you know, too like bad and depressed to be willing to try making a new type of food. Hmm. Hmm. I was definitely doing a lot of cooking back then. Um, but maybe I just like, I was like, oh, this is too like part of the hype. I don't want to just be doing what everyone else is doing with my sudden free time. Yeah, no, it's, it's a little embarrassing to have gotten into, but we're having a good time with it. This is yummy. I'm glad I made it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, great. So I have to real quick put the rest of the jam into a jar. Yeah. But in the meantime, Maya, how the hell are you doing? How the hell are you? Oh, oh okay. right. That's what it is. It's how the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not too well. Not too oh, well. Shit. Um, you know, mental illness is uh, a thing. Oh, actually, I had an I had an idea for a segment on the pod where I take my first dose of lamictal. Oh yeah, that might be fun <laughs> while I'm drinking a PBR. Um, but no, I mean, like, I would say like most things in my life are very good, like. Mm -hmm. um, I love summer. I love summer in Philly. I love all of my friends in Philly. Um, I love my bandmates and yeah. the music we make together. Um, did you and the bandmates go on a, a trip over the weekend? We did. We went to Asbury Park, New Jersey, which I had never been to before. Um, but I'm a huge fan. It's not as like um, a lot of Jersey towns, Jersey Shore towns are like, um, sort of like tacky t-shirt shops, like massive boardwalk, tons of arcade games that are like traps for your dollars. Mm. Corporate shit. Yeah, kind of just like, I don't know, they kind of got like a seedier vibe, um, which I, I like. Like I, I like going to Seaside Heights. That could be fun. Um, Wildwood. I've actually, I've never, I've never been to the Jersey Shore to one of those types of boardwalks. Really? Yeah. That, I that kind of surprises me that you know Lancaster. I thought you might have made it out, but um. yeah, we never had a. A lot of people from my school would go to like Rehoboth or Bethany Beach, so a lot of like Delaware. Okay. Um, but and it's, I guess some people would probably go up to the Jersey Shore, but my family never did. We we would go on. I don't know. We would just like take a weekend go to Florida or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Asbury is really nice. Just like really precious time with women I love in my life. We just like, we're joking around all day. My bandmates and I love to joke. We love to riff. Um, three out of the four of us ate some shrooms and that the riffs. Um, Does that include you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shrooms have been great. Um, I bought a lot of them. Um, to share with friends and uh, possibly to medicate myself. Um, but that seems less urgent now, hopefully. 
and I have other other uh, options for medicating yourself. Yes, it does appear so. Um, but yeah, other than that, what else? I mean, I'm leaving my job. I'm trying to leave as soon as possible, but I'm probably going to be working into July. Um, with some very fun vacation days planned. In the meantime, I don't know what I'm doing next, but I'm probably going to work at a coffee shop. Um, I would like to take some writing workshops and get some more formal training in fiction writing um, and continue writing poems. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, Lisa has some really cool shows coming up that I think could really advance our profile. Um, I'm very in love with my girlfriend. And Ooh. what's that? I said woo. That's oh, awesome. I, said, I guess, yeah, you two haven't met. You'll meet no, this we person. haven't met, but, but I'm, I'm familiar. I've seen pictures and I've heard that you are very much in love, which is great. Yeah. Um, we love that. Yeah, so really the only thing is like my job sucks and I want to leave and I am very mentally unstable. But on the good days, it's great. And on the bad days, I've got a lot of friends in my life who help pick me up out of the muck. Um, That's good. But you are um, soaking up the summer. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm soaking up the summer. Uh, okay, I'm ready to talk, but I have to, uh, I'm about to turn the sink on very briefly, and then I'm going to move into the other room, okay? Okay, just, no problem. Just I warning work. you, sink is about to turn on. All right. Um, yeah, one thing I was, um, I guess, reflecting on is like, is this a new season? new season what is that three or four well this it would be three i think i think at the end of last year we kind of got all sentimental with it i think we kind of realized like oh we're doing this less often now and the year is coming to a close so it makes sense to just call it the end of season two and like see what comes next i think that's right okay this is season three cool, cool. i agree um yeah i'm um the main thing I'm doing right now is a uh, law class. I'm doing, I'm studying the law. Oh my gosh. Riley mode. Okay, there. Riley. Um, it's, it's a summer class. It's twice a week for three hours and 10 minutes each time, which is just so long. Uh, that's almost over. I just have a final next week and then I'm done with it. And what was your motivation for taking that? Uh, that it is required for my uh, program. Mm -hmm. It's like specifically like laws that govern, laws about the government. It's like about what the government can and can't do. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. It's a lot of stuff that I really have no idea about, like the way that federal agencies are allowed to regulate and aren't allowed to regulate. And um, So, it's interesting, but it's also quite boring, and I'm very excited to be done with it because then I'm just going to be part-time working for the rest of the summer and part-time just straight chilling. Yeah. How um, how's Basha's job? It's good. She's about ready to leave, um, but she's not going to for another like year probably. Hmm. All right. Speaking of going Riley mode. She's preparing to go to law school. Oh, classic. She just took the LSAT. Um, Whoa, okay, that's big news. Yeah, she spent a while preparing. 
taking like a practice test every weekend and getting really good scores on them as as i understand it um and she just took it on friday and they had like a virtual thing where she had to download like an app where they would proctor her taking her test virtually while she's here in our apartment wow. it was called it was called proctor u and which sounds a lot like prager u which, yeah right the uh, Olivia Legaspi uh, vibes. Oh God, stop it. Um, and so she had to like lift up her computer and like turn it around the entire room so that they could see that like there wasn't anywhere she was cheating. You know, like she didn't have like secret helpful notes hidden somewhere. I don't, I don't really even know how you would cheat, but. Um, but then apparently like the proctor thing malfunctioned partway through, they called her and she couldn't hear what they were saying. Um, so she's a little bit worried that her score is going to get canceled, which would really suck if she had to like schedule it and take it again. Yeah, seriously. But uh, she, hopefully that won't happen. And hopefully she got a good grade and uh, that's that, you know? Great. Um, and... but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're just hanging. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any um, fun plans this summer? Sorry, that's my computer. Uh, as Cole is texting, it's great waifu happy. kitchen, great waifu kitchen nightmare about fish tacos. <laughs> I'm curious yeah. to see. Also, my messenger was open, so I think I'm all closed out. Okay, I'll close out. Um, yeah, we're going. So in July, we're going to Michigan for a week with her family. They apparently always have gone to Michigan during the summer. Have you um, ever? I've been to Michigan before. Most recently, uh, in December, when Basha's grandma died, I went to Michigan for the funeral. Um, oh, right, right. But I've never been, like, for a vacation. Uh, apparently, it's, like, near the beach on the Great Lakes, which sounds fun. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... Actually, I don't think I've seen any of the Great Lakes, really. I I really love the Great Lakes. It's It feels like you're next to an ocean, but you're not. And it's, like, mm -hmm. kind of got this uncanny quality to it um oh, cool but I just like oh yeah I'm I, I'm a, such a big fan of like lakeside Michigan um Traverse City and the sand dunes up on the north end of the lower peninsula are really beautiful I've been told the sand dunes are great I, I want to see them yeah. yeah I just I love it I love lake culture their their place is like near Petoskey I think the, the place yeah, that they like to go to not familiar enough but okay fair enough that's cool I didn't know how much how much Michigan you knew not, not too much, but it's a state that I would consider living in. Okay. I mean, they say that the Midwest is the best place to move because of climate change, so. The Midwest and parts of New England. Um, oh, really? New England? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably stay anchored in New England for family reasons and because mm -hmm. of the lake house. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a, a factor. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to go there for a week. And then in August, my family is going to LA for a week and mm -hmm. uh, she's coming along with that. So um, the most, the thing that I am most eagerly awaiting about that trip is that Basha has agreed to go to Disneyland for a day. Um, <laughs> she has never gone to any Disney parks before and is generally quite skeptical of them. Um, so I'm so curious how that's gonna go does Basha watch Defunct Land with you? She does not. 
Because that's the main thing that's made me want to go back to Disney parks is like, see all of this insane shit that Kevin talks about. I know. I want to make her watch some sort of defunct land thing to, uh, you know, prepare her, but I don't know what exactly. Yeah. I mean, most of them are about defunct rides, so. That's true. They're not there anyway. But. Yeah, anyway. Um, but that's fun. I, I haven't been to Disneyland since I was 10 years old. Yeah. Well, it's changed a lot, I assume. They got Star Wars now. Gentrification. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Disney World or Dis- Disneyland? Land. I've been to Disney World before. Yeah. In Florida, but I've never been to California at all. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go back to California. Haven't been since I moved. Yeah. When did you live there? When you were a kid? Um, from ages eight to 10, third and fourth grade. Hmm. Wow. I really liked San Francisco was a really fun city as a kid. Like all of the old arcade shit at the pier and the cable cars going up the steep hills. And I loved Alcatraz Island. Have I told you about this? No. Loved Alcatraz. Not as much for like the prison history. Like that was like whatever kind of interesting to me. Like, but I was like, oh, how did they escape? Like, that's so cool. Oh, you know what I loved? The ghost stories. I would like the first computer my family bought, like desktop computer. The first one I really had access to. Mm -hmm. um, I would like Google search like Alcatraz ghost stories and like scare myself reading them. I loved to scare myself reading yeah. scary stories on the computer as a kid. Yeah, right. I think it's like, I read some article at some point about how like, um, there was so much 90s children's media that was kind of like warped and scary and like fucked up. And then there was like this kind of backlash post 9-11 about like not exposing kids to like scary things. Hmm. But the article was making the argument that like, it's important for kids to like, through fantasy and made up things like interact with fear and like the unknown. I don't remember what the argument, the basis of the argument was, but I was like, yeah, like that makes sense, I guess. That's interesting. I I guess that's probably true. I don't know. I always, I feel like I always put scary things like on a pedestal and was like, I can never watch a horror movie or I'll be terrified and I'll never be able to sleep again. Yeah. Um, and then only as an adult have come to be like, oh, I can watch horror movies and they're not really that scary. Like they're just kind of like fun, scary. Yeah. But like when I was a kid, we went on like a ghost tour of a local theater and truly like I did not, I, I don't think I slept at all the night after because I was just in bed thinking about all of the scary stories. Um, yeah. And, and speaking of Disney World, I rode the Tower of Terror as a kid and oh, yeah. was so scared by that that I feel like for like weeks after it didn't really sleep soundly. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, I mean, was in like third grade at that time. It's, it's extremely embarrassing. No, I mean, I was, you know, I was at the same time keeping myself up with Alcatraz ghost stories. I think, yeah, there's a difference between like scariness that you sort of like explore with agency as a kid versus like these de- experiences that are designed to like fuck you up. That's and, like, true. Being yeah. brought to them. I was just remembering how um, when I was a kid, I discovered like a website devoted to the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney was dead and had been replaced by a lookalike and soundalike. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it had all this evidence like in the different songs of like this line clearly means that he was replaced you know like all, all of these things and um I was like so terrified by this like reading it like in the daylight in the family room like in our on our living room desktop computer with my mom sitting like across the room watching football on the tv I was like so like creeped out by it reading it and then I asked her like have you ever heard about this like this Paul is dead conspiracy and she was like yeah that's like not true like they have so many songs you could make a theory about anything based on those songs and I was like oh yeah I guess that's kind of that's kind of a good point so she she calmed me down a little but it was scary yeah I didn't discover that until I was like 15 and at that point I was like that's so cool you know like do you get scared by like alien stuff at all um I think maybe I used to but like that's not really a present fear for me I I don't I wouldn't say present like presently I would love it if aliens were real like if we find out that aliens are real during my lifetime I think that's going to be a really really interesting thing to live through uh-huh. but when I was a kid I was very afraid of being abducted by aliens or by anyone but but mostly aliens yeah i would like read like ripley's believe it or not and see all the stories and that was scary believe it or not that's that still fucks me up a little bit to be honest ripley's was pretty scary guinness book was just fun but ripley's it had some edge to it yeah yeah for sure and i think i had that sense as a kid i was like i'll stick with the guinness thanks oh yeah hey sounds like me at a bar (laughs) yeah sounds like it not really (laughs) yeah i'm trying to drink less in general these days that's admirable i've been trying to drink more (laughs) really good for you that's admirable too in a different way home and i don't have to wake up at like 6 a.m anymore to go to work so like yeah kicking back with a couple of these in the evening like what's more fun than that you know fair enough i've realized that if i have like more than one drink in the evening I don't sleep that well the night after and sleep is just like the most important thing to me honestly yeah yeah Yeah, I don't I don't think sleep has been super important to me I think I've always kind of taken sleep for granted like um I definitely need my sleep to function but I've never had trouble falling asleep when I like actually go about going to bed so you know and like I don't know I've kind of been of the mentality like if I sleep less than eight hours I'll just have more coffee the next day or I'll just take an afternoon nap because I'm working from home like yeah fair enough you know what would be fun when I just said that sleep is very important to me and you said sleep isn't that important to you would be fun if we did an episode where we revisited uh the values rankings that we did back in uh season one yeah, 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 yeah. Although, do you, do you still have those cards or no? Just thinking that, you know, I would be shocked if I threw those out just because of the kind of pack rat I am. I think it would just be a matter of finding them, but I'm pretty confident I could find them. That'll be interesting. I wonder if my values have stayed the same or not. Oh, mine have definitely not. Um, but I'm really curious to see how. Um, but yeah, that is a good idea. Maybe season three is about, um, you know, finding new ways to podcast. Finding new ways to podcast. I love the sound of that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it'll happen every two weeks. No, no, for sure. We're busy. We're busy people. 
Mm -hmm. um, here's a question. Uh, it's not, uh, never mind. It's not a question. Here's a thought. We're going to see each other in two days. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of, um, as I was preparing to do this podcast, I was thinking like, you know, this podcast would be really perfect to listen to while you're traveling from your original destination to Connecticut on Friday. That's so you're true. Thursday night, aren't you? I am coming in Thursday night. Yeah. I'm leaving on in like the midday in Thursday. I'm I just decided like, why not just have a very long train ride both ways? I love it. Long, yeah. Long train rides. Great. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm going to get some good time to read. I'm, I guess I'll study for my uh, law final next week, but sure. Um, but yeah, coming in Thursday night and then we'll do some work on Friday, but put some vibing, I think as well. For sure. For sure. Um, that's good. Yeah. I'll be driving uh, with um, M and no Hayden. No so Hayden. Taking M and Cooper and Hannah. And we're all That's so exciting. Very early on Friday morning. How, like how early? Cause you said very early. Are you going to try to get there by like nine? Um, I doubt we'll get there by nine. I don't know exactly how long it is, but, um, and you know, traffic, but I think we're going to leave here on 6am factor in a stop for gas and Wawa breakfast in New Jersey mm. or in Philly. Um, uh, hello. Yeah. Hello. The Columbia Heights Wawa moved out. Oh, where? Uh, it Well, it was right next to the metro station. It's gone right. now. They left. Where'd it go? Back to Pennsylvania, I guess. <laughs> well, I thought you meant it moved elsewhere in D.C. because they moved the Admo one to Thomas Circle. Uh, well, I don't think this one is staying in D.C. I don't know. I, I was reading about, like, I don't know. I found a thread about, like, Apparently, one of the owners said they were moving out because of shoplifting. I don't know if that's really true. I think they just, they, they, they were occupying a pretty big space and were not getting that much business. And uh, I don't know, but. Yeah, I think. Uh... It's sad, although I never went, I never really went there anyway, because there were too many good like food options near me. So it wasn't really worth it, but. I think if I lived in Columbia Heights, I would go a lot. I. I definitely missed DC when I, I mean, missed Wawa when I lived in DC. Um, and like, even just like, um, they don't have Wawa at 30th Street Station, which is ludicrous to me. Hmm. Um, because like, they have like an Aubon Pond and Dunkin' Donuts and Saxby's. Yeah, Wawa would fit right in there. It would fit right in and I just don't get it. I was literally thinking about that today while I was driving home from the pharmacy. Like, why don't they have a Wawa on 30th Street? And like, there have been so many times where I've been running late in the morning and I haven't like made myself a proper breakfast or coffee. And I just want to like get a coffee, you know, while I'm on my way to my train in 30th Street Station. And I was like, wow, Wawa would be perfect for this, but. Um, fucking Wawa. Fucking Wawa. Okay. They're letting us all down. It looks like there's one, um, in DC, right by Metro Center. Um, really? Park. So maybe that's where the Columbia Heights one moved because I don't remember that one being there. It's on the corner of New York and um, 13th Street. Very interesting. Um, and I'm on 13th Street. I could just go right down. You just go right down. But that's like shockingly close to the Thomas Circle a lot. 
Yeah, those are really close to each other. Yeah. I'm looking at the map now. Huh. Oh, that one has 2.3 stars on Google. That's not great. Which one? The Thomas Circle one? The uh, uh, Union, the Metro Center one. I uh, think I think Wawa's outside of uh, Pennsylvania just don't have a great track record of quality. Yeah, I mean, that makes some sense. Wow, there's like, Wawa's like pretty far away at this point. Like there's, there's a Wawa in Williamsburg, Virginia. Hmm. I wonder what the, the southmost, the southernmost Wawa is. Oh, definitely Florida. Oh, really? Do they have them in Florida? They have them in Florida, yeah, because of like the sunbirds who moved down to Florida. Oh, yeah, they do. They do have them in Florida. Yeah. Well, so I wonder if they have them anywhere south of Florida. Um, doesn't get a, get a Wawa in Cuba. Come on. I was about to say, yeah, is there a Havana Wawa? Ha, um, Camila Cabello would be like, Havana Wawa. Yeah, yeah, she would. Wouldn't she be like that? I think she would. I think she would, yeah. yeah you're probably right. Anyway. Um, and, and on that note. Our, our, our viewers hate a long podcast, so. They do. Well, we probably... I don't really, honestly, I'm not sure where I stand on music so far this year. Um, That's crazy. What do you mean by that? I feel you like I've listened. Like, you don't I've... really know if you like music this year. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of albums this year that I liked. I feel like I've listened to, like, 20 or 25 albums where I'm, like, I listened to it and I was like, this is a contender for my like album of the year. Yeah. But I don't know that I've gotten my album of the year yet. Okay. I don't know that it's come quite yet. Uh, so I don't know. I, I went through my Spotify and I picked out all the ones where I feel like I've like sort of connected with it. But um, basically all of them, I'm like, eh, but it's not that good. Wow. For me, like, I have a clear album of the year and I can't imagine another album unseating it. Is it uh Well you can't you can't we'll okay. get there. I was just wondering if it might be never mind. I can't ask yet. No, you can't. Um how should we go about this? I think we're just doing top five songs and albums, right? I think that's right, yeah. Let's do some honorable mentions first, maybe like two to three. And the point of these honorable mentions, to be clear, are um, things that didn't make your top five, but that you think are storylines of the year. So you want to talk about them. Are storylines of the year. Well, you know, just you, you think it would be wrong if they didn't show up on this podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well... I should say that a song that I have stuck in my head right now um, uh, like currently because I was listening to it today mm -hmm. is uh, In the August by Lisa and I think uh -oh. that they deserve a mention because it's a good that's a good song it's a good EP I wish that the song didn't use the word homegirl that's the only thing I hear that and I'm like it, like it sticks out to me you know yeah I don't know I I get it I get what you're saying but when Danielle wrote that I was like oh I like that I don't know I don't it just like sonically makes like phonetically it, makes sense I guess I love I love that in Homeworld I feel like it's like um 
I, I do think it makes phonetic sense. I just hear it and I'm like, I feel like it like, um, it almost gives me goosebumps, you know? <laughs> yeah, isn't that a good thing? Yeah, I guess. No, no, I, I... It gives me a sensation similar to goosebumps that isn't quite goosebumps, but I don't know what it is. But... I'll, let, I'll let the critics speak on that. That's not my area of expertise. Well, sure. I'm not trying to take you to task for it. Sure. Um, but I, I really like the EP and I'm excited for where, where Lisa goes from here. Yeah, me too. So I thought that that was um, a good thing to, uh, to bring up right off the bat. Well, thanks. It's exciting to me. It's exciting to me that you as my friend are making such good music. Yeah, um, in collaboration with some really talented, talented girls. Um, yeah, Lisa, I guess, yeah, Lisa's a storyline in music this year in a way. I think so. Couldn't have expected. Um, Your band is pretty legit. Yeah, we've, we're just, we just passed 900 followers. I think we're going to do like a merch, um, a merch giveaway at like a thousand to our thousand, a thousandth follower. Oh shit. Do you have, wait, do you have merch? Um, we, we did a merch drop at one of, at, at our release show. We had some merch that we sold. Um, I think we're going to do like an Instagram merch drop with some new merch in the next like seven to 10 days. I'll keep my eyes out for it. Cool. I would love a Lisa t-shirt. I think there, our merch, I don't, I don't know if the merch is like something you would want to wear. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. We don't have just like a plain t-shirt. No. Um, I think our next is like our next merch drop is exclusive podcast content. Um, but you know, you're finding out before the world will find out, but um, our next merch idea that Danielle wants to put together is like um, a tank top with like spray painted lettering and like a little bow on the collar. Mm. Um, and I think, I think she had one other idea, but like, it's like, It's like a Hanes tank top. You know what I mean? Like an undershirt kind of thing. Interesting. Okay. But um, I don't really know. We'll see how it turns out. Danielle said she's going to work on it this week, but she's an Aries. She gets ideas and then gets aimless. Interesting. Well, it's, no, it's not Aries season. I don't know. I don't know what season it is. Gemini season. Jam. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep it moving. Let's see. What's yeah, you hit me with hit me with an honorable mention. Um, we're talking albums. Mm-hmm. Or songs? Um, uh, 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 albums. Albums and or EPs, sure. Um, well, I would really love to talk about um, um, wow, a lot of things, but um, Car Therapy by Faye Webster. Yes, I really um, liked that. Unbelievable. It just totally came out of nowhere. I hadn't heard it was announced. Just suddenly, I think it like Spotify was like new shit from Faye Webster. I was like, what do you mean? And um, the videos of her performing with that orchestra are so beautiful. Ooh, I didn't I didn't even watch the videos. Yeah, I don't know if every song on the release is uh, there's a video version of, but like, I just love like her performance um, of of like vocals and um, I don't know. She's like so. Uh, I just love like love artists who are like kind of like minimalistic, but they like do a lot with a little. 
And I think that's the case here, but then like layered on top of like her very simple melodies and like lyrics mm -hmm. um, in the landscape of this like super like sweeping orchestral like backdrop. I just think it's so cool. Um, like the rendition of Johnny is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the um, the new song, Car Therapy, um, definitely is an honorable mention for me. Not my top five songs, but it's a really good song by on its own, so. Yes, that one is is up there for me in my songs, but it's not in my top five. But um, I really I really like Car Therapy. It because I actually did for a while do Car Therapy every Wednesday, much like Faye. Wow. I know it was. I heard the song and I was like, "It's like she's talking about me." She's just like me for real. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to mention before we get into the top fives? What else do I want to mention specifically for? um albums let's say um mm, 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 mm. Uh, i like tom berlin's album more than i was expecting to okay yeah I, I i keep coming back to it and keep really enjoying listening to it um christian lee hudson gets an honorable mention because i didn't like go crazy for it but i enjoyed it oh yeah that's those are two albums that I anticipated being really excited about and that have done nothing for me. Mm. Maybe that'll change. That's sad. No, I I mean I'm sort of on the same page. Like they're both albums where I was like, now this could be something great, but instead I'm like, yeah, I I I've enjoyed this, but um it's not they're not blowing my mind. Sure. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what my what my list is going to be so that I can say the ones that are not on it. Mm -hmm. um i would like to give an honorable mention to another album that you i don't think you really liked but uh, i really like the harry styles album i think it's fun i've been enjoying listening to it it's got summer vibes um and is a good thing to put on like when there's other people around and i just want to listen to something kind of like fun and um uh enjoyable it's a little backgroundy but um but i like it yeah, um, I haven't even tried to listen to it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's not for everyone, you know. It's just like, uh, really, we're 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 do we're still doing this. I don't know. It's just, I'm very pretentious about it, but there there I am. I mean, you've often said that One Direction sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think I I still hate women in that way. Yeah that I, I'm willing to maintain that opinion. I just, I hate women in a different way. So I'm, I'm willing to listen to One Direction. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love women and I don't yeah. want to listen to One Direction. I don't think they're good. Like the things that I've heard by them are very bad, but I think Harry has done like a pretty admirable job of becoming a much more tolerable pop star to me, like who makes songs that I actually like. That's fair. I think if someone like, Put me down like strap me down into a chair and put it on i i, I might not have a bad time but uh. yeah well i'm bringing some straps in a chair this weekend oh god i'm not i'm not bringing a chair or straps well um if there's a chair and straps uh i would love to make people 
listen to um, Mahal by Toro Imois. Oh, interesting. I, I bring this one up not because it's like right on the verge of my top five at this point, but because I think it has the potential to be. Um, I just like listened to this when it came out. I think it was a busy release day or I was busy. And no, it was a busy release day. That was the yeah. same day as Tom Berlin and, and the Faye Webster one and uh, yeah, a couple others. Okay, yeah, so busy release day. And um, it also wasn't very similar at all to his last album, uh, an album I really, really loved and that is special to me. But I've revisited it one or two times and I really love, um, it's just like so funky. And like, there's a lot of like, kind of like heavy psychedelic rock in a way that's like, oh, I'm like, like, oh, this could be like a Hendrix song or this sounds like a late sixties Beatles song or um, some of the funk is like, not even like reviving an old style but it just sounds like totally like him in the modern day. It's brand new funk. Yeah, and it's like really fun. Some of it's really silly. I just think it has great potential as a summer album specifically. Um, so I have high hopes. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back to that album in the future then because I, Listen to it once, and I just checked. I wrote down that it has good upbeat vibes, but I haven't listened to it since. I think I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I think that for me is the theme of music this year. Is that like, there's some albums that have been really hypnotic for me, and that have really drawn me back to them again and again. Um, but there's there's very little parody. Like, I there's been a lot. Like of you want a Weird Al album? You're looking for parody. Yes, right. Um, I'm not afraid to grab my balls. Oh, you know, the, the other night we were at um, we were out to dinner and we overheard at the table next to ours um, yeah. a first, a, probably a first, maybe second date where a guy was explaining to a man was explaining to a woman the premise of Nathan for you. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, buddy, you can't pull that out on the second date. Come oh. on. That's so, that's so DC. That is if so you find weird. yourself explaining uh, like alternative comedy TV shows that early, like cut it back, come on. Uh, just show don't tell, classic show don't tell moment. That's a great point. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, that that's a good album. I should come back to that. Um, I, okay, I think I know which five albums I wanna talk about. I'm ready to jump into it. All right, great. Um, How are we gonna do it? You wanna jump or shall I jump? Let's do songs first and I'll name my number five and go up. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so this is a late breaking edit. Um, this is a hard, hard decision to make, but um, Something about my rankings, which I've talked about before, I think this was a central theme of the last episode we did, but um, my like ranking music has become less and less like a, an attempt at objectivity and more like um, an expression of subjectivity. So like, I'm gonna talk about the albums that, you know, raise some sort of affective response in me. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I love? And, um, this is a song I love and it's She's Acting Single by Wednesday. Oh. And I also canonically count covers 
um, as their own songs, as long as they're not attempts at um, replication and they're like, a, um, there's something new being done to the song essentially. And I think this is like Wednesday, being Wednesday. It's silly, it's fun, it's um, loud. It's um, also just like, I love how, I love how much like Wednesday loves old country music. Mm -hmm. And they like, I feel like, I don't know, this might've been a popular song in some circles and at some point in time, but like, to me, they just like found this like amazing song out of nowhere and put their own little touch on it. And it's great. It's a total earworm. I love the, the way they took this fundamental, like, um, you know, lap steel, like do, 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 do. And they turned that into the central motif of the song. And they had this like mm -hmm. beautiful outro with like some minor chords over it. And um, I just love what they did to it. And I, there was a point in the year where I really could not, I had to listen to this or sing it every single day, you know? Maya, this is in my top five as well. <laughs> it's so good. I also had a point where I had to listen to it every day. Yeah. Uh, it's something about the, God, the, the lyrical content of the song is so pathetic, you know? Um, yeah. The song, like, really rocks. And I think that's so cool, like, to yeah. combine those two things. I love that. Like, I, I love how, how honest the song is about, like, oh, man, like, I'm so fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. It's also, like, like, kind of beautifully heartbreaking. Like, my heart is bursting. Like, my heart is breaking, like, a tiny bubble or something. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, it's it's very sad, but the song is so good. They do such a good job with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I really enjoyed that one as well. I also I also didn't know the song before, but have since listened to the um, original very version. But... Yeah. Also really good. Mhm. Mm yeah. But I prefer their version. Yeah. All right. So is that going to be your your first entry? Let's call that my first entry. Yeah. Okay. So my number four is the opening track of the new destroyer album it's oh interesting the song is called it's in your heart now and it's like a mostly instrumental song um that's like very synthy very like it's seven minutes long nearly and it's very repetitive but it's the kind of song that's just like so lush and so hypnotic that it just draws me into this world and this feeling and it feels like so good to be there I just feel like enveloped in this sense of beauty and it's also like I don't know what the lyrics are besides it's in your heart now but that phrase just like sounds really good to me like it's in your heart now I don't know it's like it just speaks to like some sense of beauty that I want to be near and I love it. Um, yeah, it's a very cool phrase. I do it a lot. How do you like that album in general? I do. Um, I I don't think I've ever really had. I think I've like enjoyed Destroyer, but I've never had like a real like romantic attachment to any one album of his. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's probably going to be the case with this album too. Like there are definitely some other songs I like on this album, but um, this is the track that's going to stick with me for sure. That's cool. I uh, I feel like I tried to get into him in like 
2019 or 2020, but just like did not really did not really connect. But yeah. I've enjoyed some stuff mm-hmm. by Destroyer. Just not not a ton. Um, well, my theme for my my five are that they they're all songs that have gotten like stuck in my head until I had to play them on repeat over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not that common of me to do. So I decided like, that's a good way to decide which songs I should uh, play for this. Or the, Especially or... at this point in the year, like it's not all been settled out, but what's got you right now? Yes, some a couple things have like caught my attention and uh, made me listen to them over and over. So one of them, I think, okay, so the next one I'll say is uh, the song Endless Summer by Superchunk. Um, okay. I don't know how familiar how familiar you are with Superchunk. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, so they're a, a pretty old indie rock band that formed in I think like early '90s um, and had kind of a punk rock aesthetic. Um, they are in North Carolina, and two of their members founded Merge Records, and then another one of their members is in the Mountain Goats right now, John Worcester. Um, and so, I don't know, I hadn't listened to them at all before, and then this was the first single on their new album, and I listened to it, and it's, like, it's, like, pretty corny, um, it's, like, about, uh, how they don't, how they're not looking forward to climate change happening, basically, but it has such a good sound to it that I've been really enjoying, and, like, it just, it just really caught my attention, and, uh, they've gotten a lot more like i don't know adult alternative rock over the years like it kind of sounds more like a mid um it sounds like uh like a, a mid-career bare naked ladies album not like a bare naked ladies album now but like not like you know the, the really old bare naked ladies stuff it's sort of in the middle um but yeah. I've, I've really gotten into this one super chunk song um and listened to it a whole bunch so that's my that's my next pick this podcast really does introduce me to some new music i'll say that much good Uh, i'm glad that's the whole point really yeah and to keep in touch that's true that is true um it's it is really funny how we're doing this two days before seeing each other for the first time in a very very long time it's a little odd, but when when the urge strikes us, we should uh, we should do it, you know. And also, the urge has struck us several times, and we just haven't followed up on it. Totally. We, yeah. for the listeners, we have texted back and forth so many times this year, being like, "Oh, let's pod soon," and then one of us is like, "When are you free?" and the other's like, "Um, kind of bit like I'm not sure, like maybe next week," and then we'd like forget. Uh, but this is our this is our welcome to 2022 episode. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to a brand new year. It's a brand new year. Uh, yeah, anyway, okay. All right, my next song is All the Good Times by Angel Olsen. Ooh, okay. From the first time I heard it, I knew I had very high hopes for this album. Um, it's just, you know, it's kind of like nice and chill and it's got that really nice like kind of um, organ tone keys to start out um and the tone of that guitar is really good and her voice just sounds really good and then it just like bursts into like this big like tom drum um transition like 
it's like woo and then it just like opens the fuck up and i love a song like that always but as the lead single and first track on angel's new album i was just like oh this is exactly what i want from her I, i was so happy the first time i heard it and it's just got such good summer feeling too and it's only gotten better with time really um i'm really looking forward to listening to this song a lot this summer um it's just like it's got what i want <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm i'm really enjoying that album i think it i'm i'm a lot more interested in the sound of it than i was in all mirrors i think um yeah, and uh, uh i'm excited to see how it continues to grow on me right now a lot of the songs themselves haven't really stuck out to me but i think that will change in a couple more listens yeah um, okay, so another one that I would like to share is uh, a song by Ian No, N-O-E, I don't know how that's pronounced, if it's Noe or what, um, but it's called Road May Flood slash It's a Heartache. Um, it's the, the last song on his new album, um, and the whole album is like, it's really good country folk music that's like inspired by John Prine um and he has a great voice has very distinctive uh, like like good good storytelling I think um so I've I've enjoyed that album but this song specifically like it's like a pretty it starts with like this pretty sad song and then at the end goes into uh like uh, the chorus of it's a heartache you know the who is that bonnie tyler or something like that um who sings it's a heartache i don't think i know that song yeah you do all right it's bonnie tyler come on you know it i don't think i do I know okay it, at least. i might know it if i heard it i'm gonna i'm i have to share audio is that okay yeah definitely okay do i need to um, yeah you have disabled screen sharing Oh, how do I do that? Um, but it's it's I, I really like it because most of the album is pretty um, pared down, but um, this song ends with like some um, like there's some synthiness which I really like, um, and uh, like some some sort of cheesy sounding strings which I think is cool. Um, okay, can you hear? It's a heartache Nothing but a heartache Hits you when it's too late Hits you when you're down It's a fool's game Doesn't ring a bell, Maya? No, I've never heard that in my life. Oh, man. It's great. What? It, she has such a crazy voice. That's amazing that her voice can be like that, that raspy. Um, anyway, so I just, I like this, this song. It's a really good end to this album. And I wish that the, it's a heartache part of it lasted longer, which has led to me like listening to it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my pick. That's my favorite pick. Um, I'm going to have to check that album out. I recommend it. All right. Um, my number two song is, um, Oh, now I'm kind of doubting. The problem is like, I really could pick many songs from this particular album, but 
the mm -hmm. one I decided to pick was Thoroughfare from Ethel Kane's new album. Mm. And this album had like really came out of nowhere. Like Danielle was talking up Bethel Kane a lot. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't really get it. Like I'll listen to it though. And then I listened to her album and it was like, came out on, I think May 12th, which was a Thursday and it was really weird. Um, but that was like one of the worst like days I've had in the past like month and or month plus. And I just like really like touched on some sort of nerve for me, like the darkness of it and the sort of like exhausting nature of it. Um, the songs that were just so long and like, um, like Thoroughfare, I think is like nine minutes. One of those like nine minutes long songs. Yeah, it has a couple, a couple really long songs. Yeah. Yeah, this one's nine minutes and 20. This one's actually the longest on the album. Um, and maybe that's why I picked it because there's just so much of it. But it starts with this like really like simple and beautiful sort of like amplify like acoustic electric guitar riff. Like the strings don't sound very good, but it moves from that like sort of like, I don't know, almost like singer singer songwriter performing in some like country dive bar with a guitar and moves from that to like this massive like echoey drums like it's like it's a it's again a song that opens the fuck up and like um the chorus refrain like do you want to see the worst with me do you want to see the worst of me um just like i don't know resonates with me and I love her voice. I like the days after this came out, I was like driving to and from Lucas Ritchie's cabin and listening to this album on repeat and just like trying to sing like her. And um, cause she's a trans girl with a voice I could never even aspire to. But um, I don't know, I just feel, I feel really drawn to this album and this uh, song particularly is just like an epic in my eyes that's really tender and heartfelt at the same time that's great i'm glad i gotta keep giving this album chances you don't i mean you don't have to i i i kind of don't expect people to have the same reaction i've had to it i think it that's fair reached me in a particular state of mind in a particular stage of life yeah that's fair that's fair. I think I would have an easier time with it if it, was, if, if it was shorter, but there are parts of it that I have enjoyed. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. All right. Oh, you're laying down. All right. So next up is for me, uh, I'm kind of, in, uh, this is such a, I don't really like understand what it is exactly that I connect to about this song, but uh, it's the song Unconditional 2, Race and Religion by Arcade Fire. Uh, okay, I haven't listened to this album yet. It's, um, it has some good parts and some sort of cringy parts. And this is kind of one of the cringy parts, I think, um, because the whole song is basically just saying, I'll be your race and religion. Like, um, I noticed it at first because I was like, oh, the title is like a class that I took at Haverford, Race and Religion. Um, but... <laughs> 
then I really have been enjoying the song and it features, um, uh, who does it feature? Peter Gabriel is sings the last verse, uh, which is cool, or the last iteration of the chorus. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a really like fun song and I keep listening to it over and over because it just keeps getting stuck in my head. Um, it's really like driving and uh, really, I don't know, it's pretty intense. It's, it's a good song though, I, I enjoy it. That's my number two. Oh, right, I went first. Sort of, okay. yeah. Um, okay, I think I will audio share for this just to have one, one thing to audio share. All right. Yeah, since I uh, audio shared a song that was not one of my picks. But... <laughs> yeah, I guess you, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's try this. interesting I, I do know that em and i agree that this is the best song of the year and it's just like a super beautiful heartfelt song i don't really know what it's about you know me and lyrics we have a complicated relationship mm -hmm. but um oh, the opening line you're scared of a world where you're needed i was just like oh that's so true and um something that this song made me realize is like um i love a song that goes bum 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 yeah um ladies by fiona apple is another one like that i think i started trying to make a playlist um <laughs> was i think there was only one other song though um that i added to this playlist let me see if i Oh God. Right. I think I remember you mentioning this, but I don't remember what. Yeah. Um, but I really want to write a song with the same sort of rhythm. But um anyway, yeah, it's just like it's long, but it's dynamic. Um it's so good to sing along to. Like um just like putting yourself into this vocal performance is so nice. And the chorus, praise the Lord, burn my house. I get lost. I freak out. That's just like so killer. And it just like keeps going. It's relentless. Um, yes. I, I wish that this song had like another chorus at the end because that part is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should have it an extra time. Um, I For some reason, I, I, I know this isn't really said in the lyrics, but I, I associate the phrase like where he inserted the blade I think of the how Jesus was stabbed in his side before being crucified. Uh, oh. I don't know if that's at all related to it. It's it's probably not, I guess, but that's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that that's a, it's a great one. Yeah. Great song. Quite good. All right. What's the last song you wanna? So my number one song of the year. I just like the number of times that I listened to it without getting bored of it is Simulation Swarm. Mm 
I love building an energy shield in my room, um, et cetera. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good, um, it has such a unique vibe to it um, and such a unique like rhythm, I think. Um, it doesn't really remind me of any other songs of theirs. Like it has this sort of quiet intensity that um, it's like, it's kind of fast, but it's also so um, subdued. And I think that's such a cool combination. Um, yeah. And in the all, I've, I've seen a couple live performances or listened to a couple live performances of them doing it. And I don't really feel like they um, do it as well live as they do in the recording. There's something special about this recording to me. Yeah, the recording has a very specific texture to it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say though, like, I totally agree with you. There's this like tension between like the tempo and the subdued nature of it. But I do want this song to like, open up a bit more. I feel like I've said open up or open the fuck up <laughs> too many times on one podcast. But yeah, I just want it to like, like I want the cork to pop essentially. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that's kind of what has led me to develop like such a strong interest in this song is the fact that it refuses to do that. You know, like yeah. the fact that I yeah. listen to it and I'm like, like, I need to hear it again, you know? Like, I need to hear more of it because they never quite uh, open up like that. Like, that it doesn't end with, like, you know, them shouting it or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So that's my that's my songs. Also, I we didn't really, maybe I should say some honorable mention songs. Concord by Black Country New Road. The song Wet Dream by Wet Leg, I really like. It really has gotten uh, stuck in my head. Um, because I think it's good. Um, the song, I'm trying not to give away any of the albums that I have coming up. Um, I really liked, sorry, this is another honorable mention album. Uh, the new album by Yumi Zuma. Um, I thought that was good. And the song Haunt, I got stuck in my head a lot. Um, and the album by Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. Um, I enjoyed a lot too. And I enjoyed specifically the song Bully. Okay, that's all my songs. Well, that's I'm ready to jump into albums if you are. Heard. Um, some honorable mention songs for me um, include Simulation Swarm, Fugazi by Beethoven, very close to being in my top five, um, Crash by Charlie XCX, mm -hmm. um, Meta Angel by FKA Twigs, um, Call Me Home. That's from that's from FKA Twigs' astrology album, right? Yes, the Capri songs. Okay, I don't. I didn't listen to that one. Oh, you should. Was it good? Did you like it? Really good. It's more poppy than. Um, well, not. I don't know. That's not really the right metric, but um, it's happier than her last album, which was yeah. really brutal uh, about intense bodily pain and a breakup. Um, this yeah. one's about like um, love and relationships and friendship. I think and self love a little bit more. Hmm. Um, it's just it's really great like it sounds fantastic uh, I would really recommend it hmm. okay um, let's take a pause I'm gonna go to the bathroom and maybe get another beer okay fair enough I think maybe I'll put some rice on noise okay pause time we're back and we're back 
And we're back. Five, four, three, two. My number five album of the year is Dragon New More Matt and I Believe in You by Big Thief. Is your number five? Yeah, I hope that's okay to say. That's okay to say. One of us had to start. Yeah. Um, I love this album for obvious reasons. It's got some of their best music ever. Um, the reasons I don't love this album are that it feels too sprawling and varied to let myself forge a personal connection to it. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. I can only assume you're going to be talking about this album too, but um, I mean, yeah, like it's just too much content. It's, it's not like one thing to me, not just because it's a double album, you know, like Grey was my favorite album of 2020. But that's because I feel like it had a string moving through it in a way I've, I feel like this is just sort of like a live album of a really good jam band um, with some exceptions, but I'm like, what does this album, you know, represent? There, there doesn't feel like there's any referent for me to latch onto. I kind of um, know what you mean. I feel like this album, you could split up into like, five different EPs and each of those EPs would make so much sense, you know, mm -hmm. like each of them would be so clear what they were doing. But then like, if you put it all together, it feels like it's like the, all the different dimensions of big thief are like refracted and, you know, like it's, it's like a, it's like you're, you're shining a light through a crystal and it's showing a rainbow, you know, that's a and, really good way to put it. Like Big Thief is the light, and this album like shows all of the all of the different directions that Big Thief can go from here. But it's not that uh, cohesive. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, at another time, I might like to uh, decide what those four or five different EPs are. Yeah. Um, but that would be very interesting. Trying to like split it into like what are the songs that feel like they belong together most like sonically and lyrically and which ones you know like what i mean you could put i'm pretty you could pretty easily put like um spud infinity and red moon and yeah. um, blue lightning together on a little right. yeah but anyway yeah what's AKA the and that would be like the ethan ep that's my ideal big thief is country vibes that's crazy to me um, those but then there, and then there are also ones that are like a little bit like I don't know kind of like eerie and use sort of a drum machine and um, I don't like, know anyway. drive <laughs> yeah yeah we've got to drive so yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on in it but I'll I'll just say now I don't actually have an order for my five so I'll just say my thoughts on the album I I, I enjoy it and kind of feel the same way that you do like there are parts of it that I really like and parts of it that I haven't quite connected with, but I like that I can put it on and um, like, I feel like I'm discovering more that I like about the ones that I didn't like at first. And that's fun. You know, like I'm sort of developing my, uh, my relationship with it over time. Right. So that's fun. I don't feel like I've like fully like gotten all of it yet, 
and it's fun that there's still more for me to discover in it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess, oops, wrong window. Yeah. Um, Give me with another. My number four is Squeezed by Sasami, which is such a good album. Um, yeah, at this point on, it's just bangers and like not really any criticism. Um, Squeeze is like beautifully sequenced. I love the every other nature of it and th that, that we've talked about in the chat between the kind of like really heavy, um, almost towards like new metal type stuff and then the like kind of glam rock ballads. Um, pretty much every ballad song specifically has really grown on me. Like I love The Greatest. I love Call Me Home. I love- um, Try to Understand. Try to Understand is like good. I think um, I was gonna say, what's the one? Is it Squeeze? No, it's not a love song. Yeah, that one That one is one of my uh, honorable mention songs. That's, just such, that's also such a great like closer to this album. I don't know, It's it feels so sentimental to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then just like, it's so fun to like, just like break shit while you listen to Skin a Rat. Not literally, but like, you know. Um, Sorry Entertainer is great. Such a funny add to this album. Um, Make It Right is also just so fun to like bounce around to. It's just a great album. Um, I was really blown away and um, yeah, I will look back fondly on this one. Yeah, I like the, um, I mean, I think I definitely connect more with the sort of ballad half of it than with the more new metal half, just because that's the type of music that I prefer. But I do think that it's an interesting contrast and I like that, um, like, I, I think that it's interesting, the other half at least, even if I don't like love it. You know, like it, it still is like, oh, that's, that's cool. Like, you know, it's, it intrigues me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I feel that way a lot of, about a lot of music too, yeah. But it's a cool, it's a cool balance for sure. Um, okay, so another one that I would like to mention is, well, since I already mentioned a song from this album, I'll say it. Um, it's Ian No, his album, River Fools and Mountain Saints. Um, he tells some good stories in this. Uh, very sad, mostly very sad. I wish that he would go some to some songs that weren't quite so sad, but um, he's from, I think, Kentucky. And a lot of his uh, songs are based on his life in Appalachia and uh, what, you know, what he observes and the people that he knows. Um, and I think that's it's very cool. It just feels very um, like, like it feels like classic folk, but it also doesn't feel like an imitation of classic folk. It just feels like it's fairly real. At times it verges a little bit on like, all right, like I see what you're trying to do. Like you're trying to, I think a lot of sort of country stuff can seem like it's kind of a pastiche of past country stuff. Yeah. But this feels like fairly authentic. And I'm putting authentic in quotes because I know that that's kind of a, uh, impossible and difficult to decide. But like, this doesn't feel like it's um, like a, I don't know, I, I like it. It feels real to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, you've made me interested in it. I, I would love to, I think like this weekend at the summit could be a really fun way to like share music with each other that 
um, each of us individually have been into that, but that um, we know each other haven't gotten into. Yeah, that's a fun idea. Summer vibes. And like also like part of the, re- part of the things that get me to love music are like watching my friends love it. Like, I don't think I will ever like listen to the new Arcade Fire album from my, like on my own devices. But I would love to like see Cole listening, like put on the, some Arcade Fire. You know what I mean? That's good. I mean, I feel very uh, awkward about putting on music that I like that other people don't like or don't know, you know? Like, it's it's something that to me is like, oof, like, am I really going to do that? But, um, but it's nice that that's something that you appreciate people doing. Yeah. Maybe it's because I appreciate doing it myself. I love just like, Whenever I do it, I feel so, like, I feel so much uh, anxiety and embarrassment of, like, looking around me being like, are there people liking this or no, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is, you know, it is fun to share music. It's, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, I got to get over that uh, worry that other people won't like the thing that I'm showing them, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, anyway, sorry, your turn. All right, um... So hard to put this at number three, but Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane. Um, I feel like I've basically said what has needs to be said about this album. I the only reason it's not higher is because number one and two are bona fide fantastic albums in my eyes. And I feel like this album I'm gonna look back on as being like very of the moment, like very like <laughs> this is like my major depression album of this year. And I don't know if I'll end up listening to it. I don't know if I'll come back to it again and again if I'm not in that same mindset. Mm-hmm. So that is the caveat. Wow, wait, I was just like resting my arm on my beer Ooh. can. You see in... Yeah, you have a beer can imprint. Oh, with the with the pull tab too. Yeah, with the pull tab. Yeah, that's really cool. That's funny. Can you take a screenshot for our... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I have the screenshot and we'll... Uh send it in the podcast chat okay perfect yeah that was a great uh screen cap for it's a teaser it's a teaser um well that's good i mean i'm glad that you have that album i like it sounds like it's very uh been very valuable to you and important yeah. for you yeah it's definitely left an imprint on my ear on my ear on and my ear um <laughs> and, and and on your arm now on my arm but um so definitely worth high ranking but um, not as good as the other two that I'm going to talk about. All right, I just sent it. I know that's kind of early. We don't usually send the link while we're uh, doing it, but oh, I, that's true. That's true. I, I didn't want to lose the screenshot. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, next one I'm going to talk about because I think the last two are going to be more uh, interesting to talk about. So this one is it's a it's an album called Hallelujah Hell Yeah by a band called String Machine. <laughs> Um, Ethan, it sounds like you're going full country. Uh, it's not that country. I mean, it's like, it's like indie rock with Americana vibes, I guess you'd say. Um, they're... Oh, wow. This doesn't have that many streams on Spotify or really digging in. Well, yeah, I I forget where I saw a review of it. Um like stereo gum or something i think it was stereo gum okay, um, yeah. they're the ones that i follow most um and 
it's it's pretty fun music um it's like a little bit in the vein of pine grove which i know is like a it feels it feels silly for me to compare something to i don't know but but um it's like a little bit sonically similar to them but without quite as much um i don't know i don't feel like it's quite as angsty as that um yeah it's it's a little bit more fun than that i think um so yeah i've i've, I've been enjoying that although i think that the title hallelujah hell yeah is a little bit embarrassing but cringe yeah but... what are you gonna do i and pretty much, I think pretty much every song or album that I've described, I've I myself have said is cringe. So that's interesting. That's it's an interesting position to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Again, play it this weekend. I'm sure. embracing the cringe this year. Sure you are. All right. Let's see here. Do you think 2022 is the year of cringe? No. Actually, no, no, no. Wait, wait until after after the music. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the year. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do a little sonic sample because I think I feel like we're making pretty good time on this. Uh, we're making great time. We're we're being like we're flying through this stuff. Yeah. We're really good at podcasting. Yeah, I think we're the new call her daddy. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Um, I will just play this one. All right. Play, damn it. Why is Spotify? Do you listen to any podcasts? Not really. Sometimes when I'm in like a specific podcasting place, I will, like on a drive or something, but. Yeah. Okay, Spotify has just refused to cooperate. Anyway. It's Big Time by Angel Olsen. Oh, shit. Already? I feel like that's new. It's very new. It came out uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, This album is so good. Oh, my God. It's so fantastic. It's, like, again, like, an album that I think is a bit skewed by, like, being, like, down for the sad shit. But even so, there's some really, like, beautiful just like tender loving songs on this album I guess um and then also it's just like um got some things which I really love and value in in music like um the outro and right now and like the things that M was talking about about that song um there's some like sort of repetitive hypnotic elements that really draw me in um there's some like hauntingly beautiful stuff like through the fires the again like a fantastic closing track which I think is so important to me on an album and Chasing the Sun um the two first singles All the Good Times and Big Time are fantastic I know you love Big Time um as a track and that one has really grown on me I sing that to Hannah all the time and I think it's just like so sweet and cute I just love it's a cute song it's so cute and like um learning that this album was forged in the wake of Angel Olsen losing both of her parents and having her first gay heartbreak and also like falling into love again is just like so expressed on this album in a way I can't really place but it's also like um kind of like 70s vibes like in all in the way that like all the indie girlies seem to love right now but Mm -hmm. I feel like she's doing a better job of it and I feel like she's very well suited to that sort of like stylistical hearkening 
Um, yeah, I, I think this album's gonna finish very high on my year end list for sure. Mm, that's a good prediction. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been enjoying the sound of it a lot and some of the songs are, are very cool. And it's, it's, it's very interesting that she went through that, like those painful experiences, but this album seems so full of love at the same time, you know? Yeah, I think it's like, and it, it's an, that doesn't mean it's a happy album necessarily, but I think it's very full of feeling, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's great. That's a very good thing. All right. So my, the fourth album that I would like to share is uh, Chloe and the Next 20th Century by Father John Misty. No way. AKA Father John Misty's crooner album uh, slash lounge music album. Um, And one of the songs is Bossa Nova. And uh, it's, look, (laughs) the album... Uh, it's not the kind of the style of music that I am necessarily a big fan of, um, but some of the songs are really good. And um, I think something that I realized is that Father John Misty uses sort of non-traditional song structures or melodic structures, maybe, where I'll find myself enjoying little bits of them, but the songs kind of feel like they don't go in directions that makes sense to my brain like occasionally I'll have a Father John Misty song that I like but then a lot of them I'll be like oh man I can't really hum along with this like I don't really I know what you mean yeah and like scorns conventional song um instincts I guess yeah I think so and that has kind of made it difficult for me to get into a lot of his albums um but this one he so gives himself over to like convention with like, you know, doing these very sort of classic songwriting styles and trying to write songs that sound like they could be like in a Broadway musical or whatever. And I think that has been very um, fruitful for me as, as a listener to be like, okay, like I definitely see what he's doing a lot more here and helps me listen to, I don't know, I think it helps me appreciate his songwriting more. And it also has two uh, two songs. I should have, one, one of my top songs of the year so far is Q4, which is from this, which is like a story about a woman who wants to write a book and like steals uh, her sister's, her dying sister's life story and makes it into a book and uh, so that she can be successful and like is like treated like crap by like the book industry and um i think it's like it's like a surprisingly funny song um and also just like i I really like the sound of it i like that one um i like the final song on the album and i like a bunch of the others pretty well they don't all work for me but but mostly this album works like much better than i expected it to yeah i think i i really just have like pigeonholed father john misty in a place and time um yeah i mean i first heard the name father john misty on the show master of none in the first season so yeah oh my god when he was on that show and i was like so into master of none and so into father john misty i was like it says something about the time the era yeah i was like that's my boy um no it was just like you know when when being a male manipulator was like 
more acceptable. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I mean, this come back the, around, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's becoming <laughs> more acceptable in scary ways. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I, I think I just I will never love this album. I will never probably listen to it all the way through it, but that's okay. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your support for me. Yeah, I'm an ally. Um. All right, I am gonna play, a st- <laughs> this is funny. You're not part of the FJM community, but you're an ally. No, I'm a recovered member of the FJM community. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just, let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sample again. And this is really funny because it's just Black Country New Road again. I go back. That wasn't a very good snippet, but like... No, that could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> I was just shooting in the, in the dark. My last snippet was really good. Yeah, your last um, snippet was great. But this album's like so good. This is going to be the best album of the year. I'm going to shoot. I mean, I can't imagine another album coming out this year that would unseat this, but... Okay, remind me, what did you think of their last year album? I was, I thought it was okay. It never really did it for me. I was like, kind of like, what is this? I didn't really know how to like relate to it. Yeah. Um, and it definitely was like less palatable, less poppy, less conventionally le- written in less conventional songwriting styles. Yeah. Um, and this album is like not necessarily user friendly. It's got some really fucking long songs, um, but it's so tender. Ah, oh, that's like the one word I would use to describe this album more than anything else. The lyrics are weird. When I heard Chaos Space Marine as a lead single for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is this band doing? Like they just released an album. I'm not interested in what they're doing at all. Like this song sounds weird. Um, but then when I heard this album, I just like, as soon as I like first listen all the way through, I was like, I can't stop listening to this album. And TJ plays it all the time around my house. And I play it all the time around the house. Mm. And um, so it's just like an echo chamber of ants from up there. And it just makes me fall in love with it more and more each listen. Um, You've got, I've really fallen for Chaos Space Marine. Concord was originally my favorite song on the album. Um, The Billie Eilish style shit is really funny and good. Haldern and Bread Song are also really tender and heartfelt and like um, obviously I've said my piece about place um, Snow Globes is just like I just want to scream when I listen to that song Basketball Shoes it's like three different songs um, the thing about Charlie XCX really weird I don't know how I feel about that but it's still a song that I listen to beginning to end regularly and enjoy um, this is going to be my favorite album of the year and if, if it's not, then I want an audio recording of me being wrong in our urine podcast. I mean, yeah, that sounds good. I'll clip this 
if it seems like there's a chance that I won't come through, but, mm-hmm. but it seems pretty sure for now. Yeah. That's okay. So I listened to this album, what, like seven to 10 times in February when it came out, I'm looking at blast.fm and oh, haven't yeah. listened to it all the way through since February. Mm-hmm. Um, like so strongly when you played that clip it brought me back to like a specific day in february yeah, i know um, and um i definitely like connected with it more than i thought i would and it's kind of weird to me that i seemingly that it's slipped my mind so much yeah. um but i did appreciate it and i think i'll probably come back to listen to it more um soon and hopefully uh will will regain my love for the ants um because it's it's a really cool album it has some really very interesting moments on it yeah and i i do think like um when i was listening to it a bunch in february i was in the exact same place and i was like i'm worried that i'm just not gonna keep listening to this album after this month but i think this has a lot to do with tj but it's just really held up it every it's no matter how I felt over the past four months, it's like, I just want to listen to it all the time. I'm curious, um, like a lot of the instrumental parts of this album are improvised, right? Like a lot of it is sort of like, they do a long sort of jazz influenced jam. Um, I don't know. I, I, and I think that's interesting because very little of the music that I listen to is that tr- is that true of like most of it is written in advance and they play the line in a studio it's mm-hmm. not recorded as like a full unit all together like uh as a jazz band you know yeah that's true yeah um this is definitely a jazz band or like it's a full band band <laughs> for sure yeah which is to um they did some like live recordings in like, you know, like studio radio station settings or whatever um, before the lead singer left the band. So before this album was released and um, to hear the different sort of improv, impro- there's so many moving pieces that there's so many modulations and variations they can do. Um, so it's really cool to hear these songs I've listened to hundreds of times at this point. I don't know hundreds, but um to hear the refashionings is really cool too. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm so curious where they're gonna go from here without the lead singer. Yeah, well, they're touring. I'm. I wonder what it sounds like. I guess I could probably uh, find the answer to that pretty easily. Well, I don't know if they're touring right now. I think they're going to tour, but TJ and I are definitely going. TJ has a huge crush on the violinist, who's also the vocalist in the duo Jockstrap. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Violinist. All right. Let me see this violinist. Georgia Ellery? Yep. Yeah, he loves Georgia. Um, Yeah, no, Georgia is cute. Got it. That's, I feel like I remember you talking about Jockstrap. Yeah, they just released another song that I really like, um, and they're touring too this fall. Um, At the same time? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. I think they might start touring shortly after BCNR ends. Because it actually looks like Black Country New York isn't coming to Philly. It's coming to New York and Baltimore. Very rude of them. Yeah, 
We'll see. TJ and I might have to go on the move. Head down to Baltimore. Or up to New York. Yeah, probably makes more sense to go to New York. Probably would be more fun to go to New York. Ethel Kane at the Bowery Ballroom, like September 7th. And I think Black Country New Road is playing September 5th at the Bowery Ballroom. So maybe I'll just make a weekend of it. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be, you would have so much fun doing that. Yeah, just need Angel Olsen to play the Bowery the same weekend. That would be, you would have such a great time. Would have such Uh, a great time. Basha has said that she's on her way home, which means it's time for me to put up the rice. So I'm, I'm walking over to do that right now. But, do, it. Uh, do it. Do it. Wow. Was that, was that a Star Wars reference? Yeah, sorry. That was kind, that's of, kind of surprising from you. Oh, I mean, I'm online enough. Like, that's beyond Star Wars. Like, Oh, it's a meme. It's a Star Wars meme. Right, right, right. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well... Yeah, I'm dying to hear. What's your... Um... Okay, so this is not my number one album, I wouldn't say. Because I, I don't really know what my number one album is. This is not like a standout above all the other albums that I've mentioned. Um, but I wanted to talk about it today with you. And so but my, the last album that I would like to m- mention is uh, Crash by Charlie XCX. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! That's I so really... Funny. I really have enjoyed this album. It's a lot of you fun. Too. It's nothing like, I mean, not, nothing, but like, it's not like old, the Charlie, the hyper pop Charlie. Right. But it's really good pop songs. Like, I yeah, wish more it, people I mean, would. It's, it's way more accessible, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate because I'm not really into hyper pop. Um, a lot of the songs on this album are like great pop songs. I really like, uh, I like Bag For You. I like the title song. Um, it's like a short album, and it would be nice if there was more to it, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Yuck is fun. I think Baby is great. I think Constant Refu- I think pretty much all of the songs on it are great. Yeah, all of those that you named are fantastic. Also, I like, think mm-hmm. her song with Rena yeah. got a lot of hate. I love it. Also, it's I love great. New Shapes. Yeah, New Shapes is good and great um, features. Lightning is also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lightning's so good. I just realized she released a deluxe version of this that has five extra songs, so I need to listen wow, to that. I don't even know if I've listened to that. Honestly, a lot of deluxe versions are really boring. It's not, yeah. I, I don't like deluxe versions where it's like... Um, a DJ like remixes of the songs or somebody covering the songs but this looks like it's bonus tracks which I'll like just cut songs which I'll probably check out that yeah. was true Remy Wolf released a, a bonus a deluxe version of um, uh, her album from last year and it has like five extra songs on it and uh, they're good yeah you know I stand Remy so you know you do stand Remy I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see her perform okay. when well, she was supposed to open for Lord when Lord came, right. but then the Lord concert was canceled, and now it's moved to the first day of school. So I'm not going to be able to go to class. <laughs> okay. I'm going to skip my first class so that I can see Remy Wolf and Lord. Because if it was like an opener that I wasn't interested in, maybe I would uh, go to class instead and then try to make it to the Lord part. But I got to see Remy. Yeah. So no class for me. Wait, what's the venue? Um, they're at the Anthem, which is yeah. also where I'm 
where I'm going to see uh, Carly Rae Jepsen a month later. So, <laughs> damn, what a stuff. I'm seeing, I'm seeing all my pop girls. It's going to be good. Pop girlies, yeah. Oh man, well, I'm really excited for this weekend. Me too. I think it's going to be fun. Although yeah. I'm leaving Sunday morning, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna pack in a lot of uh, hanging out. Yeah, I think I'm leaving not Sunday, maybe Sunday at like noon. So okay. Um, so I won't miss much. Before, real quick, before we end, I you brought up Last FM, and I'm curious to hear more about um, your scrabbles. What what about them? What do you want to hear? What do you want to um, know? What are your most scrabbled artists and albums and songs this year? Okay, so this year, and this won't just be songs from this year specifically. So yeah. my top one of the last, um, is this of the last six months? Yes, so of 2022 so far, my top artist is Big Thief. My mm -hmm. second most played artist of the year so far, Magdalena Bay. I really liked their album from last year and didn't get into it until January. Oh, wow, okay. Then third, I have the Mountain Goat. Fourth, I have Slaughter Beach Dog. And cool. because I really like that. Uh, well, I like a couple of their albums. And then fifth is those lovable lads from Liverpool, the Beatles. That's so funny. I don't think the Beatles, I don't think I've listened to a single Beatles song on Spotify this year. I, I did it because of the Paul McCartney concert, but. Okay, yeah. Um, well, similar to you um big thief almost doubles the next i mean there's just so many songs on this damn album yeah i mean the album alone and that is my most listened album um too but artists um after big thief are charlie for the same reason that between her album and her old stuff like those are just two of my all-time faves black country new road entirely this album i think actually okay yeah it's like almost exactly the same amount of scrabbles are between the artist and answer up there. Um, Mitski, I got really into Mitski ahead of her new album and I did listen to her new album a lot in the wake of its release. And Sasami, number five. Mm, that's that's a pretty, I feel like it's just a good summary of your uh, list, except for that Mitski was not on your list at all. Yeah, but I, she was she was an honorable mention on both lists, I would say. That's nice. That's nice of you to mention her. She deserves it. Yeah, I, I really do like her album. I, I feel like we've all as a group kind of agreed on um, its shortcomings, but. That, yeah, that's interesting. I, it's, I don't know. I think I liked parts of it, but it, it's one of the, it's one of the ones that I've kind of forgotten about since then. Um, but wait, I have a big question for you. Yeah. Is 2022 the year of cringe? I said, I said it earlier and then I said, no, no, I'll wait until after we talk. So I want to hear your logic that belies this question. Um, I think just everything has gotten cringier and either you're going to be trying to avoid it or you just have to be able to uh, live inside it, you know? I think the world is getting cringier and you either need to embrace it or or you're going to have a tough time. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I've had some um, evolving like feelings about cringe as a as a topic over the past um as the year has gone on and I think it all started I read some Substack article about like um transness and cringe and how like cringe as a 
idea is like uh, a way to like police transness or like deny like actual like material benefits to trans people. And I think it was made like from the perspective of like trans people thinking other trans people are cringe and like specifically Interesting. People who have like gotten farther along in transition, like cringing at their former selves and at like people who are newly out and like, so that's like an experience I can very much relate to. And I think the argument of the article was like, we should stop thinking everything is so cringe and everyone is so cringe, but also like, it wasn't that straightforward, but basically mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, like maybe, but I still do think like, I just, I feel like I'm constantly aware of like the ways in which I'm being cringe or the ways like other people are being cringe and like wanting to distance myself from cringe as much as possible. So like 2022 might be the year of cringe in which like everything is getting more cringe. Um, but it's also the year in which I feel like we're all trying very hard not to be cringe. You know what I mean? I do. Like it's everywhere. So like, we're just trying so hard to pretend that it's not that like we're normal. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Okay, also I do have other, I have I have New Year's questions. Okay. Um, did you have any New Year's resolutions for this year? Oh, right, because it's our first podcast. This is our New Year's pod, so, you know. Um, oh, um, start Lamictal. I'm going to do that right now. What is it? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, wait, this is, are these the 100 milligram tablets? No, 25. Perfect. Okay. So you take four of them? No. Um, eventually, I'm tapering up, so I'm starting low. I see. Okay. And then, wait, let me just make sure. Yeah, these are 20, yeah, 25, and then let me just This see. is the, the second time that you've medicated yourself on the pod. If I don't know if you consider estrogen to be medication. Oh, yeah, I forgot I did my injection live on air. Yeah. yeah love medication. Um, let's see. Where are the instructions here? They are. Um, okay, week one, one pill daily. And we will do this at 741. Oh my God, these are tiny tablets. These are like the wow. pill, pills I'm ever going to take. Let me show see. me, show me. Wow, that's very small. Very small. It looks like, um, I don't even know what it looks like. I can't even think of a, like a candy or something that's that small. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm starting to journal. Um, day one, 614, seven, 42 p.m. Yeah, and that's a timestamp for the podcast for anyone listening. Recorded on June 14th at 7.42 p.m. Correct. All right. Well, okay, so that's one resolution. Um, mm -hmm. other than that, let's see. Um, I, I don't like resolutions. They just feel like to-do list items when I already feel like I have so much to do. That's, it's very interesting to me because you are somebody who loves looking back at the last year, but you hate looking forward at the next year. Really? I think you do. I mean, you like, you love making like lists of the things from the past year, specifically music, I guess, but you don't like make lists of like what you are anticipating in the coming year, right? Yeah. Well, maybe in some ways you do. That's, that's too much of a generalization. I don't know. Um... 
I've never really thought about it. And I don't know if I have the capacity to think about her right now. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, here were my resolutions for the year, Maya. Yeah, tell me. Uh, I wanted to continue to read. So I just set a simple resolution to read a book per month and I'm staying on that per, for now. I'm, I'm ahead of that right now, which is good. A couple of books have kind of bogged me down, but I've gotten kind of, I'm, I'm still going well now. Um, I want to talk to strangers more. And I think I've been doing well at that, at trying to talk to more strangers. Um, I want to run a half marathon, which I'm hoping to do in the fall because it's been a while since I've done one and I want to keep keep doing, I want to keep running. Um, and I want to think up some career ideas by the end of the year because I just don't have any idea what I want my career to be. Yeah, um, yeah. well, at that point, you'll be, you know, approaching your last semester of grad school and like, yeah. It's true. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'll know a little bit better, like what kind of things I'm interested in. I also had food resolutions, including to make more cocktails, which I do think I've, I've at least tried more cocktails. I don't know if I've been making them as much. Um, Great resolution. To use better ingredients to like buy nicer stuff for myself, which I'm not really doing, to be honest. Um, to make a new recipe each week, which I've definitely fallen behind on. That is not happening. Okay. Um, and to eat meat only when it's new or special. And that's true. I have, I have successfully been doing that. Only eating meat if it's new or special. What do you mean by that? Well, so like, if it's a type of meat that I haven't had before, I'll try it. You know, if it's some sort of preparation that's like of some sort of like cuisine that I haven't had or, um, uh, you know, some sort of thing that I've heard is great that I want to try, I'll, I'll try it. Um, or if it's like a special occasion, like for like at Easter, I had some ham with my family, but, um, but if it's not new or special, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I have only, I've only eaten meat four times this year and I've written down what it was each time. And at the end of the year, I'm going to decide which of those times were worth doing and which weren't. Wow. I'm going to like rank all of the meat that I've eaten this year. I love that. That's really sweet. I, um, I've been thinking about just like diving back into eating meat again. Really? Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I've kind of like, felt a little bit apocalyptic in my decision-making recently. Mm-hmm. And it's meant I've kind of like been like, I, I've, I've been living a little hedonistically because it's yeah, just that's fair. hard to feel good. So I've just been kind of doing like things that make me feel good. And I like find, I find, find that more justifiable to like just chase good feeling. So meat is one of those things. Cause I still, I haven't, I've been vegetarian with some exceptions for the past two years. And I still mm-hmm. eat, like, I just had a bite of a hamburger on Saturday and I was like, God, there's nothing like that. Mm. Can replace it's true. It. Yeah. Yeah, well, you gotta find your joy wherever you can get it, you know? Yeah, with, you know, with care and, um, I don't know maybe maybe that's it yeah (laughs) no I think I think as carelessly as possible is kind of the way to do it maybe you're right and the other thing that I'm keeping track of this year I'm gonna give an award at the end of the year for which family member surprised me the most wait wait say that again sorry um okay Basha and I have these cards that it's like a deck of cards that is for people in relationships for like couples to understand each other better you know it's like difficult questions or whatever we like to get high and then answer them 
Nice. Um, That's awesome. It really helps us like think a lot and uh, it's great. Uh, but we looked at this website, this, this company that made the cards, their website has like decks of cards for all these different things. So it has decks of cards for like first dates and decks of cards for like, if you've been in a relationship for like decades and uh, it has one for, it has one for like uh, coworkers, which is like for team building. It's, it seems terrible. It's like, in what ways does our company's vision like inspire you or whatever, you know, terrible stuff. Um, but one of them is also for family members. And we looked at the example cards that they had and it was stuff like who in our family surprised you most this year. And I was like, oh, that would be a fun award for me to give at the end of the year. The, the family member who surprised me most during the year. So that's something I'm keeping track of this year. Did you wait? I'm trying to remember. Did you post your food of the year award video on Facebook? I did. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to do that on Facebook for your family? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that. I'm just going to, I'm actually just going to think this in my head, but yeah. I am going to do food of the year again. I've decided. Because I, I had fun doing that. That was last fun. Year. That was really I well. Was, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was great. Um, damn, yeah, I wish I had um wish I had some content to share. Um well, that's yeah. okay. Content. And, uh, I would We've given to, I would love Wait, to go sorry. On tour with Lisa. You'd like to go where? On tour with Lisa. And if we do, there's it's almost certain we'll play in DC. I would love that. Yeah. Are you still in the DC DIY group? Oh, you know, I probably am. On uh, Facebook? they yeah. You could probably find somebody there that would do a house show. Or yeah, yeah, at least find some bands to follow on Instagram. I don't think that's a great place to like actually make shit happen. But... Mm, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, would be fun. I would love that. Yeah. Well, at this point, Ethan, we probably are verging on too long of a listen yeah i think that's right because we started like two hours ago didn't we yeah with a little break but that's true all right well look i'm excited to see you uh this weekend i'm yes. excited to see everyone this weekend um except for hayden yeah and worth i guess i don't think worth is coming is noah coming no worth is coming worth is coming worth is coming but is noah coming I don't think Noah's coming, no. I don't think Noah's coming either, but Noah is in the group, so. I haven't heard from Noah in a long time. In any update, no, whatsoever. It's been so. a while since a meme drop, too. I think he's still living with Basha's friend, Nina. Really? I think so. Hmm. I'll ask if uh, I'll ask if she's heard anything from him. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, um, let's, let's play ourselves out here. You ready? Go for it. I was gonna snap along with it, but I realized if I snap along, it's not gonna be in sync. Sneaking around, falling deep in love, but sometimes I get scared because I know it's unfair. I'm hurting someone.